0: Joy and I got married in April 1980, and we wanted to start a family. And our first child, Andy, was born in March of the following year. Very happy time. I'd asked the Lord for a son, and the Lord was very kind and gracious and gave us a son. And that was great, and it's good to see him here again today, a few years later. And then we wanted to have more children, and a couple of years later, we had a daughter called Rachel and everything was fine, she was fine, and we were happy, ordinary family, really. And uh, I was teaching at a local primary school at the time, and I went off to work as normal. And I had a phone call while I was at work, and I was told, oh, your wife's on the phone, she'd like to speak to you. So I went into the office and picked up the phone, and Joy said to me something like this. She said, Rachel has stopped breathing. And... Nothing can prepare you to hear those words spoken. It made my blood run cold, sent me into a state of shock. I started trembling even before I'd left the office. A member of staff took me home and I went into the lounge and Rachel was lying on the floor. And I can remember what she was wearing as if it was yesterday And it was a really, really terrible time to have to go through. And there was no getting out of it. It was something we had to go through. It was devastating. Um, There was a lot of crying, a lot of sadness. Uh, We had the funeral to attend to. There was an investigation because it was a sudden death. And in the end, they said it was a cot death, which they now call a sudden infant death syndrome. And uh, I remember as well, the funeral was a terrible time to have to go through. The, the, seeing the white coffin, small white coffin, going up the aisle in the crematorium. It was just horrible. And then, of course, after the funeral, life has to, as it were, return to normal. People go about their business. But you're still dealing with the grief that you're feeling. And I also remember when I was in school teaching and primary school and there'd be an assembly and some of the little girls would be reading a poem and I would sit there thinking I'll never hear my daughter ever read a poem and the grief would just well up inside me and I wanted to run out of the school hall and get as far away from there as possible but of course I couldn't because you know I was teaching there and so I just sat there and I don't know what I did but I just sat there until the grief passed. And then even, so it wasn't just dealing with the grief, the immediate grief, it was dealing with the grief as the years went by. And on another occasion, before we moved into this building, up at Cressick School, I think it was, something happened in the meeting, I can't remember what it was, but it triggered something within me. And I remember thinking, I really couldn't bear it if one of our other children died, because we'd had another son, uh, we'd had uh, two more children since then, and... At that moment, something happened in my heart and this deep, unfathomable grief just welled up inside me and I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed because there was so much pain inside me. And um, what did I feel about where God was? Did I feel that he'd abandoned us? No, I didn't feel that ever. I never felt that. Obviously, when your child dies and you've got a two-year-old, you have to explain to your two-year-old where their sister's gone. So we told Andrew what we believed was the truth, that Rachel had gone to live with Jesus. And we did believe that. and We still believe that. And I still stand on that truth that she is now with him. And that's a rock on which we stand. Not only that, but over the years, I studied and read... (laughs) The book of Job. And if you've never read the book of Job, I'd recommend it. And Job goes through a time of suffering and he doesn't understand why he's going through it. And sometimes when we're going through a time of suffering, we ask why. And actually, I can trust Jesus with the answer to that question. Why did that happen? I trust him with the answer. And actually, I believe this as well, that he doesn't have a duty to explain to me Why? And one day when we see him face to face, all the wise will be answered anyway. When we see him face to face, all the tears will be wiped away. Until that day, there will still be within me a sense of loss from time to time. There will still be within me a sense of grief because it won't be until we see Jesus face to face that then all tears will be wiped away. But did God abandon us? No, he never did. Is he with us? Yes. Was he with us through that? Yes. Did it mean that we didn't mourn? No. Did it mean we escaped any of the mourning? No, it didn't. But underneath are the everlasting arms. And I think that going through that terrible experience, in, in a strange way, strengthened my faith in Jesus.